This is How Men Think with Brooks Like and Gavin DeGraw, an iHeartRadio podcast. Welcome to another episode of How Men Think. My name is Brooks Like, and I'm super excited about this episode because we are going to dive into stress and the handling and dealing of stress, especially during a pandemic. This Wednesday is National Stress Awareness Day. And so we're going to dive into this. We have a great guest and we have a we have two great guests. We have a, a wonderful young lady who has been a big part of the Helm and Think podcast right from the very start. Hannah Nugabauer is with us. Hannah, how are you? I miss your face. I miss Welcome your back. face. Good to see uh, you. <laughs> I know. So Hannah works with the podcast right from the very start, um, has been part of the team. And Hannah is dealing with a lot of stress in her life currently, as we all are. And then to, to help her and assist her move through this transition, we have a wonderful and talented guest with us. She's going to be a co-host with me today. She is best known as Dr. V. She's a renowned relationship expert, media personality, former host of WeTV's Marriage Boot Camp. You recently became a best-selling author that debuted at the number one on the LA Times with the release of her very first book, Bad Advice, How to Survive and Thrive in an Age of Bullshit. I love it. <laughs> Dr. Venus Nicolino, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I'm going to keep you in my back pocket for, where, for whenever I need an intro. So I yeah. thank you. Just, you can just loop. Yeah, you can just loop that, Dr. V. I um, <laughs> so, Dr. V, I'm super excited to have you on because... Uh, so much with the state of the world, with what's going on with COVID and just how 2020 has not turned out how anybody imagined it would. There's a tremendous amount of stress present in the world. And with the National Stress Awareness Day, we want to open this up in the goal of this podcast. Hana is going to be courageous enough to share what she's going through. But the goal is for Hana's story to inspire others to have conversations within their communities and hopefully receive from Hannah's story and from your guidance, how we can move through this time and deal with some stress. Mm -hmm. So Hannah, I want to applaud you. You're courageous and brave and a lovely soul. Um, and so Hannah, I'll let you take the lead and maybe just let Dr. V know some of the things, some of the stressful things that are present in your life. Yeah, of course. Um, thank you, Dr. V for talking to me. I mean, I feel like Right now, everyone is dealing with stress. Um, I'm a senior in college right now, and I'm living in Pacific Beach in San Diego, and I don't leave my house much. <laughs> and it's um, hard for me because I like to always stay busy. I like to be outside. And I think that this shift of online school and not having a lot of social interaction has been really hard for me. Um, I studied abroad in January in Barcelona for about three months through my school. And that was something that was really scary for me. And I kind of just went for it and I got out of my comfort zone and I was living really far away from my family. I was on my own. I was with a couple friends, but it was a super foreign experience. And I felt like I made so much personal growth being on my own and being somewhere where they don't really speak English. And I was pushing myself and then got sent home because of the coronavirus. And now I feel like I'm kind of back at square one where I'm, I've taken a lot of steps backwards in my personal growth and I'm feeling just very frustrated in that sense. And also just feeling stressed out in what's next for me and how I keep growing. Okay. So I just want to address 
you had said that you felt as though there's a personal growth setback. And I yes. can tell you that that is a narrative and a story and a lie that you're telling yourself. Because by being a part of what's happening today, by being aware of what you're feeling, you have grown exponentially already. So I know that it feels like that, but feelings aren't facts. So I want to just set mm. that straight, that okay. personal growth is happening as we speak right now. And I also want to tell you that you are not alone. Over 62% of Americans, that's, can you imagine a number like that? 62% of Americans are suffering with some kind of uh, mental health struggle. People who would otherwise not be are now struggling. So just to give a snapshot of, you had brought up the virus. So let's have a snapshot of that. In March, it was about 50%, which is still a very, very large number. Mm -hmm. Now we're almost at 65. So just imagine that. Something happens. We have this enormous fear, right? In March, we're right. all we're, 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 we don't know what to do with ourselves. We're devastated. We can't believe what's happening. You would think that that would be the height of our mental illnesses, our mental fears, our anxieties, our stresses. You would think it would be then. Mm -hmm. Totally, it isn't. It actually has grown. So it's not necessarily the virus that has helped us feel um, all sorts of negative feelings, but it's what goes around that virus, right? It's what you had said, a sense of loneliness, mm -hmm. a sense of isolation. We have job loss. We have drug use. We have domestic violence. We could go on and on and on about everything that has been in this pressure cooker that is just getting exponentially higher in statistics. And yeah. I'm, I'm glad you're here and not a bunch of bros, although that would be yeah. um, <laughs> Point out, Hannah, that women experience more psychological trauma. They're reporting more psychological trauma, which begs the question, are women bearing more of the emotional labor of what's happening or are men underreporting how they feel or both? Possibly so both. It's an, it's an interesting question. You know, I was oh. listening to your October 26 um, podcast and you were talking, you're answering all these different questions, Brooks, mm -hmm. about, you know, you know, what men think and how men feel. And of course yeah. I'm like, oh, what you think, you know, yeah. I don't care yeah. how you feel. Yeah. <laughs> This sucks for me. This yeah. sucks for me, woman. Um, but you are answering these 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 really uh, really great questions and answering them with a lot of heart and a lot of humor. And it had occurred to me that so much of what goes on with men goes unspoken. So I want to just really put that out mm -hmm. there as yep, definitely that the statistic is weighing heavily on women. Yeah. So, uh, Going back to you, you're not alone. Um, I think some of the issues here is what can you do about it? Mm -hmm. 
So let's start there. Let's start there. What, what can, where are some starting points for Hana or for anybody else who's going through the same sort of similarities where Hana, where their life was on a great trajectory and then COVID happened and things have been shut down. And now they're finding themselves in a foreign place where they're really isolated, really alone, maybe sad. Maybe some people are depressed, um, uncertain, unsure, all of these things, just a tidal wave coming at once. What are some things, uh, starting points for people to start to deal with this amount of stress? Well, Hannah, I want to ask you, what have you already tried? What, what didn't work? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I hold a lot in, and that's something that I've just done my whole life, and I've been really trying to just let it all out lately. Do rely on you? In a way, I think that I put up a really tough front and I always like to be there for other people but then I don't allow myself to feel what I'm feeling or I don't even acknowledge that I'm having a hard day sometimes and then it just builds and builds and that's when it gets hard so you are the receptacle the container of everybody else's feelings yeah and I and I totally like being that for my friends and the people around me I genuinely like to be there for them and I want to know what's going on in their life and I want to be that support system but at times I feel like I'm missing that mm-hmm. yeah. is there anyone that we want our relationships to be equitable and this for life not just now but now more than ever our relationships need to be equitable do you know what I mean when I say that yeah okay So, so many of what I'm hearing, so many of your relationships aren't equitable. I'm going to call Hannah because I got a problem. And Hannah's going to listen to all my shit because that's what Hannah does. She's Mm. my emotional container. Okay. And at the end of the day, who are you able to go to? Right. We need to make sure that we have people in our lives where it is equitable, where you are able to put your fears and your stresses outside of you. And let me tell you the power of that. Once we voice a fear out loud, that fear has difficulty growing because it no longer has a host. It's a parasite Mm -hmm. inside of you, right? So you'll let it out, you'll blurt out. It's so powerful. All of a sudden, it loses a little bit of power. When you tell that fear and that anxiety to someone who's actively listening, really wanting to take it from you and hold it, it loses even more power. So now your anxiety, now your stresses are even a little less. So social distancing doesn't mean emotional distancing. I cannot stress that enough. This is your personal growth. Where can you, how can you push yourself to rely on other people, to really Mm. be listened to? This is your growth. And by the way, that is a lesson. When you figure out how to do it, please tell me. Because I've been Mm. this out for almost 50 years. So 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 I'll be calling you when when you figure out how to do that. (laughs) 
Um, Hana, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you believe, do you believe in your, that's great advice, Dr. B. Yeah. First, I want to acknowledge you for that, that social distancing isn't emotional distancing. That is wonderful. Um, and I want our listeners to hear that and to receive that. Uh, and then my question for you, Hana, is do you believe that you have friends that you can or that can listen to you and hear you and hear your fears and support you and love you and be that container for you and that you just haven't opened that up to share with them? Or do you feel like you just don't have those people in your life? You're willing to open up, but you have, you just don't have the people to do it. Right. I definitely have a strong support system with my family and a lot of friends. I think where I struggle is I don't want to be the burden for other people. And that's something that I mean, I feel like I've just done my whole life. Like I just want to put up a front where everything's okay. I'm okay. Don't worry about me. Like I'm here for you. And -hmm. I've had to learn to get over that hump of accepting that it's okay for me to have feelings too. Everyone has feelings. Like Mm -hmm. I'm able to feel things too and share that with others. Hannah, for a second. I want to reframe that for you. And maybe our listeners, I'm sorry to interrupt you. That's okay. Our listeners to to think about this as well. Um, By you not having that relationship be equitable, by feeling like you're a burden, I want to reframe that for you. It's a selfish way to be. It's actually quite selfish. Because you now control that relationship. You now are the power dynamic of that relationship by holding back and by everybody giving to you. It's a powerful place to be. So it's going to take a lot of your vulnerability to step forward. So, so many times when we feel like we are the person we are the backbone of everybody. We are, that is true. I'm just giving you another version mm-hmm. that that is not that that is very selfish because yeah. other people deserve your vulnerabilities too. So I just kind of mm-hmm. wanted to reframe it, and hopefully, like like what I'm really doing is using what you think is helpful against you. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. trying to be yeah. unselfish, and no, I and I. You're trying to be selfless. And I'm trying to tell you that's a selfish way to be. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's, I think that's a really good point. And it does, like, if I'm being honest, I'm such a control freak. And that kind of goes with what you just said of like, (laughs) no, I completely am. And just looking back where I am, I'm a senior in college. And up until this point, I've kind of known what is coming next. After middle school, you go to high school. After high school, it's called. In coronavirus or not, this stage in life, I feel like it's kind of unsettling for some people because I don't know what's next. And not having that control or not knowing what's coming next scares me so much. And I just try and get all the control in other areas that I possibly can, if that makes sense. Well, yeah. I mean, Mm. it's so, when we know what's coming next and particularly someone like you you remind me of of, would it be wrong to say that you're a planner i am a complete planner she's and it makes her excellent at many parts of her job and like (laughs) like she's so good at that yes so these things that make us uh 
successful and wonderful in certain areas can be our Achilles heel in others. And I'm sure, Brooks, as an athlete, you probably have had this as well, right? Like, um, what, makes, like what makes you strong in one area was your Achilles heel in another. Big time, big time. It was a shadow. It was a shadow of right. the light. So what made you great on the ice may have made you, I don't know. I'm just, I, I'm just. Unemotional in a personal relationship. Exactly. So yeah. it's what makes us accomplish in one area can be our, our Achilles heel in another. So this idea that you're a planner and that um, I got the sense that you were a control freak. I'm so glad that you sort of brought that to life. <laughs> yeah. To say it for you. Um, it's good to know about yourself. And so what does this mean? This means that number one, you're going to have to continue that growth of being a good planner. Right. Mm -hmm. so, so, so you don't want to stop that. You want to continue that. Right. How, how do you do that? I'm sure you have a million and one ways. You're the planner. You, put, <laughs> you write down your day. Like, how do you cope with making sure you have a plan for your days? Because I bet you this could help our listeners in, in like in terms of how you plan. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sitting at my desk right now and I'm looking at my wall and I have sticky notes everywhere. Like, in rows of like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. I mean, I'm such a visual person too. I like to see things and envision things mm -hmm. and that's how I just plan and get organized. But the second that anything comes into my life where I can't plan on it happening or I can't control how it's going to pan out, then I freak mm -hmm. out. That's when I just mm -hmm. like lose control and I don't know how to deal with that. No. Again, going back to this being an incredible time for your personal growth, living in the moment is something that you're going to have to figure out how to do your entire life to experience joy. How That's how we experience joy, is that we live in moment to moment. Like when we laugh, it's an involuntary response. We're living in that moment. We're able to bottle just a little bit of joy. And when you're unable to live in the present, you're unable to experience joy. And guess what that does? That, that magnifies on itself. Mm -hmm. It begins to tap into all like trauma bonds. It begins to tap into the miserable gland in your brain. Because when we biologically, when we smile, we send muscle memory. Um, you're, you're, you're an athlete, Brooks. You know all about mm -hmm. muscle memory. All about it. Yep. Muscle memory to our brain that makes us happy. And when we're laughing, it, and, and then the quality of our life gets better. The more we laugh, the more we experience joy. The less we do that, the worse we feel. So how do you think, again, I, I want to ask you, how do you think you could better live in the present? I think just starting to let go of the control that I have on the little things that don't really matter. I don't want to let go of the control of the big things that are important. Like if I have something coming up, then I want to do everything that I can to control. The outcome is really amazing. But the little things that I really don't need to control, like I'm such a perfectionist and I want everything to be perfect. And acknowledging the fact that it's okay for things to not be 
absolutely perfect and letting go of that control I think is a start it scares me but it's a start Mm. (laughs) and that's that's the shadow side of like your drive like because knowing you and having worked with you you are you are fantastic at what you job our whole you were looking after five guys our podcast when we started had five guys and we all felt absolutely looked after because Hannah had it. <laughs> like we could show up and it was just like, we were taken care of, like you are amazing at your job. And then this is the shadow part of it right? where it's, where it's um, what you were talking about, Dr. V about how the blessing can also show up in your life as a curse where this doesn't set you free and causes you anxiety tra- and drama and like um, nervousness and stress over things that are actually maybe out of your control. It's yeah. just, it's being aware of that and then having the subtle dance to acknowledge that, okay, I can't control this so much. This I really can, and I'm going to champion it, but this is maybe an element that I need to leave a little grace in it for. So Hannah, I'm going to ask you mm-hmm. now, how you feel in this moment? And by the way, how you felt before just changed. And it yeah. changed again. And it changed yeah. again. I mean, I think that even just letting this out and talking to both of you makes me feel a lot better. It's the reassurance side of making me feel like I'm not alone and that it is normal Mm. because I get so in my head and wrapped up about, oh my gosh, I feel so stressed and anxious and overwhelmed. And how come no one else feels like this? But they do and it's normal. And I don't let myself acknowledge that it's normal. I pretend like everything's fine all the time. While I'm, I'm happy you said that, I actually was um, attempting to have you live in the moment, mm-hmm. which would be to understand what you feel in that moment. I feel sad. I feel angry. I feel I feel annoyed. I feel sad. I feel any one of those. I feel happy. Any one of those things that if you're able to pinpoint, to stop your day and really ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? That tool that grounds you in the moment that takes two seconds of your time. So I ask you again, without planner, Hannah, explanation, mm-hmm. on and on and on. Because it's, it's yeah. what you do, so I want to stop you from doing it. Like, I want yeah. to to really help you. So yeah. I, I, I don't want to be a, a, a hard ass, but I, I, I want to help you in this moment. So no, even, I love it. Like, even toward me or, or, or any, what is it that you're feeling right now, in the moment, without thought? I feel overwhelmed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, very overwhelmed. Because I think for the first time in a really long time, I'm acknowledging what I've been feeling and it's really overwhelming. Is it over? uh, Can we dive? Can we unpack that a little, Hannah? Is it overwhelming with, I have so many projects and things that I have to work on right now, I'll do at the same time? Mm -hmm. Like these are things in front of me that are overwhelming me right now? Or is it? I'm overwhelmed because I'm not sure what's coming and the weight of that uncertainty is really making me feel overwhelmed. Yeah. I think it's a mixture of things. I'm overwhelmed with school 
I also have been living, I feel like, with a lot of guilt and feeling like I should be spending more time with my grandparents or my family. And that's something that I struggle with a lot. I'm, I think to myself, why am I down here when my parents are up north, northern California, and so are my grandparents, when I could be up there and I could be using this time to have quality time with them? It just puts a lot of things into perspective for me right now. Mm-hmm. When you had said overwhelmed, you, because I can see you, our, our listeners, I don't know if they, they'll be able to see you, you almost looked like you were going to cry. I have been on the verge of tears for like mm-hmm. a week straight. Yeah, this week's been hard for me and it's perfect timing that I'm able to talk to you. But yeah, I'm very emotional right now and I don't like to cry. I don't like to let things out, but I try and hold it in as you can see. But yeah, I'm very emotional right now and I'm just overwhelmed and I don't really know how to deal with it. What would happen? What do you think would happen if you cried and let it all out? I'd probably feel really good, (laughs) but I don't allow myself to do that much. And I'm completely aware of it. I'm very self-aware and I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm telling myself not to cry, but it would probably feel really good. And I'm in need of a good cry. You're a little bit of a masochist to yourself. You know what you need. Completely. You feel good, but you stay away from it. I self-sabotage myself all the time. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly Hana, what I need, but I don't. Hana, I cry all the time and it's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a great, it's something I've like recently learned since the passing of our two dogs. I've learned like how to honor emotions in the moment and let them come up and through me and out of me. And a lot of times that's through crying. Yeah. And it's, and you know me, Hannah, I played pro hockey for 15 years, ran through dudes into dudes. I'm a dude. Yeah. But I, I love like being able to release emotion truthfully, organically in the moment, not suppress it. Not, I, I could stuff it if I want to, but it's so not healthy. It is so liberating to allow and give yourself the grace and the, the capacity to just allow that emotion to live and come out and then it's like, oh, God, that felt great. And Probably very freeing. <laughs> it's so liberating. Dr. V, do you like encourage people to, to cry or to let out stress? Or like, obviously, you're, you're, you're hoping to encourage Hana here to do it. But like, I've just learned that. And it is so liberating to honor those emotions and let them come to life. And then they don't persist with me. Well, you don't have a choice because biology wins always. So you're going to end up crying at some point. Oh, that's wonderful. Why not allow yourself the space, as as Brooks was saying, to kind of make it sacred, right? Why at some point all of us, whether we are going to get frustrated, like biology will win. We are meant to cry to release the chemicals and the toxins that are in the brain. That's why we do it. And there's different kinds of cries as well. There's silent crying, there's screaming crying, there's trauma crying, there's anger crying. We have happy all, crying. Yeah, happy crying, joy crying. We have all kinds of crying because the brain is meant to do its thing. So you're gonna cry no matter what at some point, whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> matter of do you want to, and I'm going to use this again in your 
in as your benefit to control mm-hmm. that because you can you can yeah. have space a sacred space where you're able to allow yourself to feel your feelings and allow them to come to the surface and understand that you are doing something good for yourself and yeah. even though you are a planner i i want to encourage um i'm going to say this and i hope that both of you don't eye roll yourselves into another universe because <laughs> i hear me say it and i want to eye roll myself into another universe um there are these amazing mini meditations five minutes of your time hannah yeah five minutes of our day where you can go on to Spotify or any other place and you can play a five minute mini meditation for anything you want, whether it's to release emotion, whether it's for fear, for anger, let's say you're overwhelmed or anxious, whatever it may be, five minutes to take for yourself. And here's the rub is that sometimes we think like self-care is about the actual thing we do. It's really about the act of just doing it. So it's a little like gratitude. People think it's what they're grateful for. No, it's remembering to be grateful that gives you that feeling of a cocaine hit in your brain. So it's the act of doing it. So I I wanted to just give you a a real tool to hold on to, uh, because I know we're talking theoretically, and a lot of times therapy is about kind of theory, and then you apply it to yourself. But many meditations, either before you start your day or before you go to bed, to really understand and help you live in the moment. It will help you in that moment. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I do want to start allowing myself to help me. Like I I can provide myself tools. I'm just not allowing myself the help. And there's... about this whole scenario there's something about the pandemic and how it's making you feel how it's helping you feel that's mm-hmm. tapping in to a different trauma from the past you brought up a lot of guilt you mm-hmm. brought up feeling out of control you brought up feeling you should be with your pit there's something that it's tapping into a younger part of yourself mm-hmm. um and that's a, you know, that's something for you to sort of think about. I don't know if that hits you in an eye roll moment or if that's sort of like, oh, let me, let me think about that. Is it tapping into a younger pain? And that's yeah. why I feel so out of control. Yeah, because I'm finally acknowledging all of my feelings mm-hmm. from all of like, yeah, and growing up. Because, I mean, my parents will say all, all the time, like, you have no emotion. You show no emotion. Like you never cry. And when I show the slightest bit of emotion, then they're like, who is this person? And I think that you're totally right. The pandemic and everything that's going on right now, I view it as negative. But after this conversation, I want to start shifting my perspective in looking at it in a positive light. Like you're so right. It has forced me to be more in touch with my emotion. And for once I'm acknowledging that I feel overwhelmed and that I am stressed out and that I'm a complete control freak and I need to just let go sometimes. So there are benefits. Yeah. Yeah. 
I, uh, I have two thoughts. Um, Dr. V, you said the five-minute meditation thing, um, to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. The one thing that really right now in my life works exceptionally well um, is before breakfast, lunch, and supper, I will say a little prayer. And I just say a prayer of what's on my heart. I'm grateful for my dog. I'm grateful for this beautiful house and this beautiful bay on this lake. I'm grateful for the air in my lungs. It just, I just say what comes out of my, and a lot of times I end up crying because it's in the practice of gratitude. I also say I'm grateful for the blessings and the challenges in my life. I'm grateful that life isn't just easy. I'm, and, and a lot of times I, it, or like if I have friends here at the house, I'm like, I'm grateful for this time of connection that we create this space to get together, to serve and give to each other's life. And I find myself like tearing up and it's like, wow, like that actual gratitude is actually, I'm not just having gratitude, I'm experiencing gratitude. And so prayer has been a really big one for me to be able to acknowledge what I'm feeling. It's, it's just practicing gratitude out loud. Um, and then the other thing that I, when you that I thought of earlier on, Hannah, when you said you had great friends, you have people in your life, great family, mm-hmm. who would would be great resources to love you and support you, uh, and hold you or cradle you in whatever way, mentally, physically, emotionally, that you need it. Um, I want to tell you a little story that about my mom. Um, when I started playing pro hockey, you know, as a pro hockey player, I wanted to do something very nice for my mom. I bought my dad a boat as a gift, just of like, I love you, dad. I'm not here without you. I bought my dad a boat and I want to do something very nice for my mom. And she's like, I don't want anything. I'm not letting you buy me anything. And I'm like, mom, you are robbing your son the joy of giving a gift to his mother because you don't want anything. And so you not opening up to your friends or your family are robbing them the joy of being there for you in a tough time in your life. How, how excited are you when somebody's in a really tough time in their life and you get to be the person to hear them, to cut, to cradle them, to love them, to talk them through it. Like the joy that, that you get in that moment, you are not allowing others to experience that joy by not talking about yourself. But Hannah, you also said something very interesting that because you have conditioned others to receive you in a very specific way as unemotional that when Mm -hmm. you do become emotional you don't get the response that you need that's something important to think about and i'm wondering what do you what do you mean there dr v can you can you unpack that you don't get the response that you she needs as as in hannah had said it herself hannah had said that you explained it hannah that people are so to you being one way that when you are they don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. Oh, I see. Right. And they're just so used to me in that way. And so that Sorry. when I am emotional, they're not going to know how to really, I mean, it's going to be foreign to them and they're not going to really. So, so right? this is something you've experienced. I got the sense that this was something that you had experienced before that when you were emotional, mm. that because you're not, you then are and people are like i don't know what to do with this is is that what you're that's what i thought you were saying no completely i think that because for so long i've kind of allowed myself to not be emotional and i've wanted to just be the rock for everyone around me when i start to show the slightest bit of emotion 
everyone's so confused and they don't kind of know what to do because they're like, wait, Hannah's showing emotion and she's like, has feelings. So you're so right with, and I don't think I really ever thought about that. It was just kind of, it's just normal for me. So, so Dr. V, so in, for Hannah in that situation or for any of our listeners that, that feel like that's them in their life, when they start to get emotional, people are like, what is this? You're not using, what, what could Hannah or our listeners do in that moment? Could, do they just bring voice like, yeah, I am emotional. Like, I need you. Can you, like, I'm struggling. Can you listen? Can you, like, how, how can they get the response that they desire if the response, because we're not perfect beings. People are, you know, people might not know how bad Hanan wants to really open up, but, but she's looking for somebody to pull that out of them. If they aren't pulling that out of her, how can she help them become aware to do that, to be like, I really need you here. Well, sometimes we have to de-pattern people in our lives, especially our parents and the people and our family. Like you were saying, you have this good support system of friends and family. So I'm imagining that those relationships are long, right? Yes. They're, okay. they're, they've been since the time you've been born. Yes. <laughs> so they're long relationships. Yes. Um, uh, well, I mean, you're like 20, so they're not that long. <laughs> but they're as long as you have been alive. And yeah. so because you experienced, you opened up maybe once, maybe twice, and you got, you didn't get what you needed. Now, now I know why you're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. I now know why. And I yeah. find that in just this, you know, half hour of talking to you, a, a, a gift that I know something about you now that I didn't know before. Yeah. That this, ha- this has been a pattern and that you have been traumatized. You haven't gotten what you needed. So that means you're going to have to de-pattern the people in your life and you're going to have to tee them up. You're going to have to say, if you can, I need you right now. I need you in this moment and I don't want your opinion. I want your support. So that's something that I've been telling a lot of people lately too, because everyone's full of their opinion. Yeah. Look up. I don't, nobody wants your opinion. They just want your support. So it's important that you tell them what you need. If you want their opinion, and I'd love your opinion, but if you don't want their opinion, you just need support. I need you and I just need your support. I, I, I don't want your opinion. I just want your support. So you're going to have to de-pattern those people. And what does that mean? That means you're going to have to tee them up for what they're going to expect from you. Because normally they would expect you to be a very certain way. Right. Now you could take that even further. You could even have more courage and have a conversation about the times you came to them and you were emotional. Yeah you received them and that you're looking for something different that you want your relationships to be equitable right totally yeah no that makes sense and I need to just start asking for help when I need it because I know that my friends and my my family is so amazing especially my parents and I know that they will listen to me I just don't allow them to listen to me How do we get the courage to do that though, Dr. V? Because that's, 
uh, what you're saying, I agree with completely. But how do we muscle up the courage to be that vulnerable, to ask that, to, to say to somebody, like, I don't need your opinion. I need your support. I'm really struggling because we all want to. We're right, we're right there. We're just like a cliff. Like, we're about to go over it, but we stop ourselves. How do we just push over that line and really force ourselves to come out and say that? Know that the other side is looking for that. Yes, yeah. About the other side. Know that the other side is waiting to receive you. I love that. The other side wants that, particularly the way you've described your family and your friends. And by the way, I wouldn't say that about everybody, but we're having this conversation with you, Hannah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that the other side is waiting for you. Yes. Relationship equitable. Right. But you're so Mm. strong, right? You say it the way it is. You're the planner. And they allow you to be the emotional vehicle of the relationship. They allow you to be the engine. So you're asking to sit in the passenger side. You're asking to ride shotgun. You want somebody else to drive for a second. And there's nothing wrong with that. Because that other person wants to drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I needed learned, to hear I learned, that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned that lesson about a year ago, Dr. B. Um, my whole life, I was, I was like Hana. I was great at being strong for myself. I, could, I was tough. I could, I could will myself through things. I could suppress emotion. I could, and what, it, what, it, what ended up happening is it put me on an island all by myself. And I realized I really wasn't that strong. And what the growth that I needed to make was I needed to become strong enough to ask for help and to accept help mm-hmm. and to let other first, actually, even before, yeah, before that, it was let others know that I'm struggling, that I need help. And when I crossed that bridge, that was one of the proudest moments in my life. I'm like, I'm so proud of myself that I've learned that I don't have to be strong. I can be, but I don't have to be, but that I'm strong enough to let my closest people in my life know that I need help, Mm -hmm. that I need support. And then the tidal wave of support from these people, they're like, Oh my God, I love like, like they clear schedules. They come over right now. Like they're just, they show up, they're present. They're going to text you tomorrow, call you tomorrow. They're going to follow up. How are you doing? Just checking in. How's your heart? Like they are going to show up in your life in as a tidal wave that is just and then that reaffirms like, oh my God, I should open up again about something. Mm-hmm. But it takes the courage on the first time to do it. But Hana, I'm really like, I'm so excited for you because I feel like you're going to take that step. Yeah. And your mom is going to be so proud and happy to like talk mm. to you. Your, your dad, are gonna, they're going to be like, oh, we got our little girl. Here's our little girl, like grown woman, but sharing your heart. So proud of you. You know, as a, as a friend of yours, like I would love it if you called me and said Brooks I need I need an ear you know I'm like oh okay let me clear everything and just be here for you it's such a gift to allow people to step into that place be in that place what an honoring of that person that you trust them with your heart and your emotions what a beautiful way to honor them but I also say that I don't want you to self-sabotage because a lot of times the planner the a person who's emotionally withholding and that's what you're doing you're emotionally withholding 
will purposefully choose the wrong person to open up. <laughs> yeah. Don't do really? yourself. You will purposely choose because you want to, you want to, you're going to have that self-fulfilling prophecy. You're going to, oh. you're right. So be, I want you to not get caught in that trap. Right. Not subconsciously <laughs> control. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be in control. I'm going to make sure that I don't have to share. I'm going to make sure mm. that I have to remain the same all the time now. Like I am fixed in stone. I'm not going to change. And I'm going to make sure I choose the wrong person to open up to. So it's about really making sure that you choose the right person to open up to. Yeah. So, does that and make I, sense? It makes total sense. And I have a very, very strong support system and I'm very lucky and I feel so grateful for the people in my life and I need to start I mean using them and talking to them because they're in my life for a reason mm -hmm. Brooks you, were, you speak to um, humanity as a whole that we have been sold a lie um, so anthropologically and biologically humans are meant to cooperate that is how we have survived at the mm -hmm. home. We are meant to join in joy and pain and happiness, which is why so much mental illness is happening now, is because mm -hmm. we're unable to brush up against each other in a store. We're unable mm -hmm. to see faces. We're unable to experience uh, the social animals that we are. Um, and it really speaks to humans as a whole, that we are meant for cooperation, that we are not warlike creatures. No, yeah. What we've been sold. All of that research has been debunked with chimpanzees and monkeys forever. And yet we continue to perpetuate this lie. Um, humans are meant to cooperate. We're meant to commune. People want to commune with you. And that's why I know on the other side, someone's waiting for you. I know mm -hmm. that for a fact because biology and science wins every time. And we mm -hmm. pull apart in our Western world, our hearts and our heads, and then science and statistics over here, they're the same. They're the, they're the same. They, if you follow the through line, they just go hand in hand and they make sense. So your biology and your science is going to win because humans were meant to cooperate and commune in difficult times and mm -hmm. because we're not able to do that we're living unnaturally and it's tapping into people's inability to sleep their inability to eat or overeating or drug use or whatever it may be whatever we're humans are pushed to be unnatural um there are consequences to that so going back to what you were saying brooks there is a larger picture of of, yep. of why um, you're experiencing the other side in such a nice way. Yeah, yeah, and also to to put to take some of the stress off you, Hana, and and any of our listeners too is is what you alluded to earlier, Doctor V. Um, a lot of the conditioning and the muscles that I built to be able to perform in my career as a professional athlete. I strengthened those so much to perform in that arena that it was impossible for that also not to bleed into my personal life. 
So it's not like I didn't want to be emotional. It was just, I had practiced sensory deprivation. I've talked about this on this podcast so many times. I, I practiced and trained sensory deprivation so I could go harder, longer, feel no pain, not hear noise, not see distraction in a 20,000 person building. I was a robot and that allowed me to perform in that arena of sport, but it's subtracted, detracted from my emotional capacity as a human being. And so it didn't mean I was a flawed person. It didn't mean I was a bad person or had all these, I wasn't capable of all these things. And just like you, Hana, like you have amazing skills that you have cultivated to achieve at a high level in your professional life. And it's impossible for that part of you not to also just subtly bleed into the personal side of your life. And so it's not a flaw within you that you haven't been able to open up. But Dr. V and Hana, you have brought attention to the fact now that it's okay to that you, we are all struggling and we want to open up. So now it's on, now it's on us. Now it's time to take the ownership of that and to be the, take our step forward. And you, Hannah, you've heard me say it on this podcast many times. Part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast is because uh, I'm not good at opening up. I'm not good at talking. Guys talk about things, their trucks, the game, whatever. They talk about things, fishing, but they don't talk about our hearts and what we're feeling. And I was the king of that. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. And Gavin, you know, Gavin was also the king of that. And that's why we wanted to do this podcast. We've said it many times. We want to step forward. What's our purpose of this podcast? We want to step forward as men, masculine men, step forward and set down our armor. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, every other man around us sets down his and be like, thank God, because I'm also dealing with this. I'm also dealing with this. But this, this doing this podcast is a way for me to practice this. This is why I do it. So, Hana, I, and I feel like you're a much more evolved person than I am, even, Hana. And so yeah. you have the capability within <laughs> you and the power within you to reach out to people. And it, it's going to be so liberating and exciting. And you're going to enjoy it. It's actually not scary. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to feel so good for you to share those things. So however I can help, I just want to support you and send you love and hope that you, um, you do reach out to those people because they are waiting. As Dr. V said, they are waiting for you with open arms on the other side. Yeah. Well, thank you. I mean, I appreciate it. And talking with you two today has just even made me feel a little little bit lighter in itself. And it's given me motivation Mm. to just keep talking about things and it's made the process feel a little bit less scary because you guys have been so receptive. And I know that if I'm getting this reaction from you guys, people in my life will be there, like you said, with open arms and they're ready to help. I even see, even see like me, Hannah, like my face is glued <laughs> at the screen. Um, whereas before I was sitting back here is cause like, it's just natural as a human, like we all have hearts and we care about people and I know you and I care about you. And I know you at a, uh, tenth of the degree that everybody else in your life knows you um but it's pulling me in to like be closer and our listeners can't see it but my face is jammed up against the <laughs> camera and like because i just i i already feel drawn to you i already feel drawn to support and to love you and that that this person is this opening up and like i'm here and so that same reaction is going to be present through your friends or your family or the people who are closest in your life and closest to your heart, they are just going to lean into it with all of theirs. So 
I hope you do it real soon. And, and I want to say one other thing to you mm -hmm. as planner, reassure the worrier in you that there is time to do everything you want to do with your life, that you are not losing time. Reassure the worrier in you. And I think doing that for you will be very helpful on a regular basis. Yeah. Right? Because you're planning because you're stressed and you're worried. That's, mm -hmm. that's the coping mm. of that. That's mm. that. Because you've had to cope with other feelings and that's why you're a planner. And I just want you to reassure the warrior inside yourself that there is time to do the things you want to do with your life. Yeah, I really appreciate that. I mean, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, because I am such a warrior and I overthink and I think too much. My dad always tells me, you think too much, mm. but I just need to start having conversations with myself. And I think the first step is just acknowledging it within me that it's everything's just going to be okay. You just got to let it out. And things happen for a reason. I always try to remind myself that things happen for a reason. Also, Hannah, we have the most successful podcast in the world. Everybody in the world listens to it. So everybody in the world is going to know your problems now. <laughs> so, so your mom, even if you, you've already, you've already opened up, even if you don't know it because your mom's going to listen to it. Your dad's going to listen to it. And people uh, are going to be calling you. All right, girl, like open up. So you, you've, you've announced it to the world already. Um, it was our little it to the world. tricked you. I, one hard time. Now <laughs> everyone knows. Everyone knows I'm going to be getting calls and texts starting next week. Thanks yeah. guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hannah, we love you. Thank you so much. I just want to acknowledge you for your courage. Your yes. courage because the bravery and the courage to step forth and share that, to share that publicly on this platform is so courageous. And undoubtedly there are many, many women and men listening to this that are seeing themselves in your story exactly. And will then go and open up. That's our hope with this episode is they will also open up to their community, to their, as Dr. V says, equitable friends and show them love and honor them and honor themselves by opening up and say, Hey, I'm part of, I'm part of us. I need you. I need your heart. I don't need your opinion. Everything that Dr. V said, but you've mm -hmm. undoubtedly inspired people, Hannah. Um, you've inspired me and I just want to acknowledge you for your courage and your heart. You've always been a joy to our podcast and joy oh, to be around. Thank you. It means a lot. I mean, this was the most that I've let out in months and mm. I, I really mean that. Like I've not talked for this long about my emotions in years and it feels good. It does feel good. And it's encouraged me to just keep, keep opening up and letting go of the warrior inside of me and letting go of the control. And I really will take everything to heart. I mean, I'm already looking at my planner. I'm like, I want to write down everything that Dr. V has said and read it at the beginning of my days because I mean you said it best you just gotta trust yourself and everything's gonna work out mm -hmm. 
Dr. V, I want to thank you as well for pouring your heart into this conversation, pouring your heart into HANA, and our listeners are undoubtedly going to thank you. Um, where, can, where can our listeners find more of you? Where do, on social media, on TV, where can they find you? That's a great question. It's always a brain teaser for me. So Because you're everywhere. I wrote it all down. I wrote it all down. So it's, uh, my, my Instagram is uh, doctor, D-O-C-T-O-R. I spell doctor, underscore V, underscore um you can find me on twitter at dr underscore v underscore tweet um and you can find me uh you know you can my first name is venus you can look up in the sky and see me every now and again so right can you tell where can we where can we get the new book oh uh, anywhere books are sold anywhere books are sold so bad advice how to survive and thrive in an age of bullshit I love it. What can you tell us about the book? Just tell, give us a little snippet. Well, um, the New York Post dubbed it as one of the top five books that'll change your life. So wow. I think that that's when I got that accolade, I was like, wow, that's good for you. It doesn't deserve that. So I just, I'm, I don't think the New York Post gets those things wrong. <laughs> but it is Wonderful. Very, um, you know, it's, it's unique in a way as though it feels as if you're having a conversation with your good friend over a glass of wine. And that's mm. what I wanted it to have. I wanted it to have really um, my voice and, and, and really be reaching through the page. And, and my goal with, with really any uh, creative endeavor is hopefully it helps you change the way you see the world. Um, hopefully mm. It helps just shift your worldview, even if it's a millimeter. It means that I have done my job. So wonderful. Grab the book. I think you'll love it. You'll laugh a lot. It's super fun. You'll learn a lot about yourself and about the world. And and enjoy. And thank you so much for having me, uh, Brooks and Hannah. Thank you again for uh, really trusting the both of us with um, yourself and your heart. And if you can mm-hmm. do that with us, goddamn, you could do that with other people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Uh, Hannah, thank you so much. Dr. V, thank you so much. Once again, the book is called Bad Advice, How to Survive and Thrive in an Age of Bull S. Um, thank you so much, guys. Uh, Dr. V, we'd love to have you back on here. We got to get the other guys on here because Hannah is very well composed. We got train wrecks of other guys yes. here that, <laughs> that that need your help. So um, thank you so much, Dr. V. Hannah, we love you. I miss you. Can't wait to see your face again soon. And to everyone else listening, thank you for tuning in. This has been wonderful chat wonderful discussion until next week take care of one another love one another and we'll see you back here for another episode of how men think